Wake up. Wake up. Get up. Yo, how y'all doing? I hope you're having a good day. I hope you're feeling well. I hope you're ready to get out there and get shit done. Yeah. Welcome back to your favorite podcast. You know what it is. Thoughts by the VLDI, the podcast. Hope everybody's doing well on this Thursday. I'm exhausted. Your boy is tired, man. Been running in and out of time for work. Y'all know how that go, man. Up early, on the road, going where I gotta go. Getting back. But I've been getting back pretty early. But it's just that, you know, that grind of having to set your schedule around. Being up and being on the highway and driving and get there then you do your job and you leave and you gotta get back and that ride back is just so freaking boring then i get back i gotta go to the gym i gotta come home gotta do the home thing and then up late at night doing what bringing y'all these episodes i'm not complaining but your boy's a little bit exhausted i did though actually get the chance to um watch a little tv uh last night watched this show called snowfall have y'all heard about snowfall y'all up on snowfall snowfall is a um who original show right it's about la um back in the day i think like the 80s or whatever and this is like around the crack epidemic time but this is like at the beginning of the crack epidemic when the crack was invented and the recipe for the crack, that's what they called it. The recipe was a secret. So, you know, you couldn't just get it from everywhere because, you know, only a chosen few people knew how to make the crack. And it also goes into the involvement of the CIA, uh, bringing drugs into the community, the underprivileged brown and black community to fund the uh, Contras overseas. And so those of us that's up on game know the legitimacy of that so it's loosely based on true events but you know it's definitely a great show if y'all um you know just like watch tv i don't think you have to be of any particular demographic or like any particular type of viewing experience to enjoy this is a drama it's a drama but um uh so what was that tuesday tuesday night i got home man and i was tired and I realized that Dave Chappelle had a new uh, stand-up on Netflix, right? I can't remember the name of it. Not going to look it up. But Dave Chappelle had a new stand-up. And I was like, damn, I'm ready. I'm going to check this out. I'm going to watch this right now. As soon as I heard about it, I was like, I'm going to watch this right now. So I'm watching it, and it was pretty, it was some pretty dope stuff on there. Um, one joke. <laughs> one joke, like, uh early on in his set he basically uh, uh, did it what he called imitation but he was uh, pretty much pointing a finger at his audience and telling them that you are the worst people to perform in front of why because of the cancel culture the cancel culture if you said anything ever in your life or did anything ever in your life that was bad or that we do not approve of we will shut you down and we will take try to take everything 
that you've ever earned away from you. So that's what he was talking about. And I was like, damn, I got to talk about this on the show. But um, I already had the interview with Golden Beauty from uh, Fetish LSC queued up for Wednesday. You know my interviews drop on Wednesday. And, you know, we talked about sex. We talked about polygamy. We talked about sticking fingers in booty holes. We talked about all types of stuff. So I was like, nah, I can't. I'm not going to bump the interview for that. So I'll just talk about it Thursday. And I was just excited to talk about the jokes that he had said and so on and so forth. But then the wild thing about it is the exact thing that he was talking about, he became a victim of. Because all day Wednesday on Twitter, uh, I mainly saw it on Twitter, people was just jamming him up about his jokes. They had a problem with the trans, he said he made some transgender jokes. They made, they had a problem with the trans jokes. People had a problem with the gay jokes that he made. And it was like, okay, that's wild as shit. He just, he pretty much called the audience out on the exact same that he did, exact same thing that they did almost immediately after watching this show. So I'm going through the Twitter feed and it's just boom, boom, boom. If you thought that show was funny, then delete me because you're transphobic and all this type of other nonsense. And I'm like, bro, now I remember being little coming up and I would be up late at night sneaking watching things that I shouldn't have been watching. And I remember comedians like George Carlin. Um, I remember comedians like Eddie Murphy, Andrew Dice Clay, even Bernie Mac. They would say things that would take things to a level that was somewhat extreme, but it was humor. People understood in the 80s and 90s, and even the early 2000s, people understood that a joke was a joke. But it's like nowadays, anything that you say, you have to be so careful and so touchy about anything that you say because it'll get you canceled. Even me talking about the fact that this stuff will get you canceled might get me canceled, and I'm not even popular. Probably not popular enough to get canceled. Nobody probably paid me attention. Let's be real. Nobody listens to this show. But <laughs> then I thought about while uh, while I was watching the show, another joke that he made, and he was talking about back when he was the, with the network, uh, you know, filming his show. You know, he had the Chappelle show, and he was saying that, on that show, he made a, a joke where he was using the F word, you know, the derogatory word that they use for homosexuals. And the people, I guess the producers or someone on the set or what, someone in the writing team or whatever was like, you can't do that. You can't say that. So Chappelle was like, why can't I say that? And he said, well, you know, you can't say that because you're not gay. And he was like, no, 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 let me backtrack. He asked, why can I not say that, but I can use the N-word without any type of re- repercussions, right? And he said, they, and they said he was told that, you know, well, you can't say that F-word because you're not gay, right? And he told him, well, I'm not a nigger either. <laughs> hear a lot of comments talk about it. Tony Baker, uh, Andrew Schultz, 
a few of the comedian, uh, comedians that I listen to, I watch their little their specials and I watch them on YouTube talk about the fact that how you have to tiptoe through your jokes nowadays because you know everybody's just to the point that, that it, we're just so sensitive now that it's like I think people I think it's it, it's fake outrage though I think that there's a, a whole lot of people out there that are basically just looking and searching for a reason to be upset about something now. If the man's jokes truly offended you, then you know I can respect that. You don't have to watch it though. You don't have to watch it. You don't have to support him. You don't have to buy tickets to his shows. You don't have to watch his specials. You can just you know say, all right, I'm not rocking with this guy no more. The thing is though that when you try to go out and try to recruit other people to be outraged because you're upset. And I don't necessarily like that. Like, there's plenty of things that happen in the community or, or on social media. Like a, a, a anchor, a anchor. I don't remember what network or what her name was. A anchor just the other day told her black co-host that he looked like a gorilla. They was watching the videos of a of a gorilla, and she said he kind of looks like you. And and you know there was outrage behind that. Now, if I was to say her saying that offended me then I'm just going to say that offended me and I'm going to leave it at that but I'm not going to try to rally the troops and try to rally people around uh, a feeling that I have because everybody's not the same there could be another brown person sitting right next to me and watch the same uh, watch the same show her, her make the same comment and it could not bother them at all so who am I to try to, to tell people what they should and shouldn't be offended about or, you know, that, that you can't, I'm not going to deal with you if you don't agree with the things, uh, if you don't agree that things that I feel are inappropriate or inappropriate, you know, these are battles that we kind of have to fight on our own and, you know, you go, if, if you need that support, you, you go find the group that are already offended by it, but why does everybody else has to be counseled and everybody else has to come under fire because somebody said something that you took offense to, especially when you know, when you know for a fact that the context that it was said in was a joke. Because doing this whole, doing this, doing this, um, doing this uh, special that he did, he made a whole lot of jokes about, um, 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 heroin addicts, white heroin addicts in Ohio. I didn't hear or see any backlash or outrage from white people being offended about him making jokes about heroin addicts. Yeah, so this next topic, I want your feedback on I literally want y'all to respond to me. Now, you can, if you're listening on Anchor, you can send me a voicemail. Shout out to Cybershots for sending me that voicemail yesterday. I appreciate the love. If not, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Overcast, CastBox, wherever you're listening, you can go over to Thoughts by DeVille, D-I, that's D-V-I-L-L-E, D-I. 
on Facebook and you know send me a message on there or just comment straight to the post or you can jump on Twitter D-V-I-L-L-E underscore D-I or Instagram it's the same and let me know what you're thinking so alright a conversation I was in a part of excuse me let's say you were married or in a relationship right and yeah that's bad news already relax so you're in this relationship or you're married and it doesn't work out you get divorced you break up whatever there's children involved now we all know at some point that woman is going to move on she's going to find another man another boyfriend another husband whatever so how do you handle that do you try to be cordial do you uh, befriend the new guy? Or do you, you know, shit on him? What do you think? Because in this conversation I was a part of, the men I were talking to, they were basically saying that, you know, they would, like, that, like they, they had no, they weren't going to deal with the guy at all. They wouldn't, they wouldn't or they couldn't deal with this guy at all. You know, basically... You know, they don't want to be around them. They're not going to be buddy-buddy with them. None of that. And I'm like, bro, you got to let that hurt go. That's why I tell them. You got to let that hurt go at some point. Now, during the divorce, during the breakup, I went through it myself. There's going to be a time where you're going to be in your feelings. You're going to be mad. You're going to be pissed off. Me and my daughter's mom, well, uh, during the period of separation from my marriage, we... We didn't get along. We got along, but we didn't get along because I was pissed because none of your business. I was pissed, but then the new guy that she got with, me and him didn't get along at all. But really the reason that we didn't get along because he was like mad disrespectful. He was mad disrespectful on some wild shit. But um, after that point where he, cause he didn't last long, he didn't make the cut. Uh, he got out of there by the time he made it. He made it through the preseason, and he got out. He was up out of there by the time the season started. But either way, so we never had a time to. Uh, he didn't last long enough for me to get past my pain and be able to deal with that situation. But after that, like every guy that she's dated since, we've been cool. I haven't had a problem with any of these other guys, um, you know, because like I go. At one point, I'd go over to her house and we like work out together. I'd be there for parties, birthday parties, my daughter's birthday party, her birthday party. We'd be at the soccer games together. It was just like one big, one big group, one big tribe. Because it takes a village, right? We were a village. Because I got to a point where I understood that, uh, you know, she has gone with her life just like I have to go on with my life. So I can't hold it against her when she does. And I can't hold it against this guy. And relax. I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to tell you why I feel like this. Number one. When you're in a relationship or in a marriage. That person you're in that relationship with. Is responsible for respecting and upholding your relationship. Nobody else is. So when that guy comes in. Just like when you see something that you want you're gonna go after him. when that guy comes in and he sees this woman and he wants this woman he goes at her she is the one that is responsible for 
curving that, for shooting that down, for dead in that situation, not him. Now, is it disrespectful for him to be at going after a woman that he knows is married in a relationship? Yes, it is. But at the same time, that guy doesn't owe you nothing. The person that you're in the relationship is the one in the relationship with is the one that is uh, vowed to uphold that commitment that y'all made in, to each other, not him. So, if she feeds into the game that he's dropping, it's not his fault. It's her fault. You should be mad at her, not him. You could be mad at him, but you shouldn't be as angry with this guy as you should be with the person that you was in a relationship with. Now, either way, at some point, you gotta let that go. You gotta get over it because there's a child involved and that child is more important than either one of y'all funky asses. So, you gonna tell me that when little Johnny's birthday comes around, you're not gonna go because that guy's gonna be there. You're gonna try to make a whole nother birthday celebration for little Johnny so you don't have to be around this guy. That's petty and that's selfish. Relax, I'm gonna tell you why. Little Johnny doesn't give a damn about whether what you and this guy got going on. Little Johnny wants daddy at his birthday party on his birthday. Not the day before, not the day after. Little Johnny wants you there on his birthday. Little Johnny may even like the other guy. He may want the other guy there on his birthday, right? But you as the father, you have to make sure you're there for your kid. I feel like you're giving the other guy way too much respect. If you're gonna avoid your kid's birthday party to stay away from him, if anybody should not be at that party, it should be the new guy. You know why? He's not his daddy. You're his daddy. Don't let nobody push you out of your position. Let that hurt go, bro. I know it's hard. I know it's rough. I'm going to get somebody. I got the perfect guest for this to have this conversation. And I'm going to hit him up and I'm going to try to get him in here this weekend to have this conversation. But you won't get it next week. I'm going to tell you why. Relax. Because I got something special coming for you. I got some. Got somebody off of the TV coming to holler at me. Got somebody off of the TV. I'm not going to tell you who just yet, but I got somebody off of the TV. Got a special one coming for you guys next week. But enough of that. Y'all didn't come here for that. Y'all came here for some discipline. Make sure that you respond, though. Tell me how you feel about that situation. Discipline of the day. Sometimes... You have to be disciplined enough to realize that some things just ain't about you. Some things are bigger than you. You are a speck in the universe. You are a speck on the planet. If you look at it from a from the from the outside looking in, you know, quit being so stuck on yourself that you cannot that you can't realize that in the big picture you know um, you're not that important so humble yourselves 
realize that there's going to be times where you are going to have to be the bigger person. You may feel like you're not being the bigger person. You may feel like you're getting punked. You may feel like you're taking the short end of the stick. But you have to really realize what's important and where do you fit in in that equation. And then handle your business, brothers. Talking to y'all right now. Brothers. My brown brothers. My brothers the color of mayonnaise. Everybody out there. Man up. It's time. Take this information. And use it however you want. But remember to be the reason somebody's motivated and masturbated today. Either way, you made a difference, my friend. Why did I say my brother's the color of mayonnaise? That's the Bubba Sparks lyric. <laughs> I remember Bubba Sparks, Kyle, Kyle, Paul, Bubba Sparks. Don't worry about it. I'm out of here, man. I'll holler at y'all later.